Silence. Silence. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, it didn't mean to step on your feet there. I can get it this time. It's yeah. fine. Silence. Silence. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? So I, we, you're sending mixed signals right now. I am. How about how about if we both do it at the same time and then we both shut up? Oh yeah. Third time's a charm. All right, Ready? All right. Silence. Oppenheimer. I myself am strange and unusual. This is Nerf Ray Radio! Nerd alert! See, this is the stuff that brings nerds together. So it's sort of social. Demented and sad, but social, right? If I'm interested in it, then by definition, it is nerdy. Are you a loser denial or something? I'm your co-host, man. My dad's a nerd. And welcome to episode 317 of Nerd Pride Radio. 317, did you know that in March of 2017, 317 if you will, uh, Jack's Films released episode number 317 of Yai. Really? What, for my for my listeners, um, Yai is a segment of uh, Jack's Films channel called Yesterday I Asked You, or Yai. And uh, coincidentally, do you know what that episode is? Do you know what the title of that episode is? How to Piss Off a Nerd. How to Piss Off a Nerd. Wow. Finally, a, an actual nerd reference for our uh, for our nerd segment. Thank you, Jax Films, for being just on brand enough for us. That's awesome. Uh, ask me how I'm doing today. Go on. Ask me. How art thou doing? <laughs> oh, well. I, damn it. I, uh. I am awesome. I was gonna, I was gonna try and repeat something back in the same proper tone, and, and then I realized that I was overthinking it. My name is Mike Jones. I am a Pathfinder slash D and D nerd, a history nerd, a sci fi nerd, a comic book nerd, computer nerd, movie nerd, comedy nerd, gaming nerd, science nerd, gaming nerd. I said that. Plus, there's like seven other guys of nerd. I only wish I was nerdy enough to be. You are listening to Nerd Pride Radio, a place I go every week to hey Ron about all the nerd stuff that just won't fit in my skull anymore. As always, we're recording live from our Nerd Pride Studios in Minnesota's largest candy store. And it is fantastic. I don't have rock cut in here. Well, okay, you can't have everything, but it's still still pretty pretty awesome store, right? Sure. You know what else they didn't have? Me, because you exclude me. Yeah, well, okay, yes, but that that's just funny. No, they didn't have <laughs> Tim Tams. So What are Tim Tams? Tim Tams are an Australian... Uh, chocolate cookie candy that uh, supposedly um, comparable to but better than Kit Kats or hmm. yeah anyway whatever basically if you talk to someone from Australia about uh, candy bars they're like oh my god you've never had a Tim Tam you've got to have a Tim Tam except they say it in an Australian accent so it's uh, it sounds I don't know sexier it's Australian kangaroo accent. did you do kangaroo yeah is it is that sexy Bo- boomerang <laughs> That's pretty good. Wow. All right, anyway. Now I've completely been thrown off. All right. 
Now it's time for the meticulously plotted portion of the podcast. This is the time for me and Aiden where we talk about all of the interesting things that we've stumbled across during the last couple weeks or so. If something tickles our nerd fancies during the course of our busy, busy weeks, we add it to our master list. The very best stuff off of that list gets spewed out all over you guys every week when we're, every time we record. You, you lucky, lucky dogs. dogs. Straight into it. First up, I'm going to do a Nerd Pride book report. Yeah, that's right. Occasionally I actually read something, and when I do, you better believe I'm going to bring it in here and brag about it. Uh, I actually read two books um, just recently. I finished two books uh, yesterday and today. And the first book is called EXO. Uh, E-X-O. EXO by Fonda Lee. It is a young adult sci-fi novel. Um, and it is... All right. Do, do you remember this book, Fonda Lee? Okay, and yeah, Fonda Lee, uh, I, I don't know. I, it appears to be her actual birth name. Um, and so I'm only going to guess that I, okay, I want to say she's Asian American. She's not, she's Asian Canadian. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm guessing that her parents did not give, you know, full thought or maybe even didn't quite recognize how much that was going to sound like Fonda Lee. And, uh, uh, who knows? I, you know what? I feel like I'm making fun of her name. That sounds disrespectful. Anyway, um, I read EXO, and I'm going to give just a little bit of spoiler talk here. Uh, it doesn't give away the novel. It doesn't ruin anything, really. But it gives away, you know, an early twist that, um, if you don't want me to give that away, skip ahead probably about three minutes. Uh, now... Wait, how do I skip ahead three make minutes? It, make it four to be safe. You don't read. Come on. All right. <laughs> no, but I do listen to audiobooks with today's sponsor, Audible. Audible. I We are not sponsored by Audible. No, but we should be. We should be. Audible. Get in contact. Um. Anyway, here's the thing about this book. It is a young adult novel. It is about a... Oh, okay, I guess... Shoot, I shouldn't have told them to skip ahead, because now I'm going to give a quick synopsis that doesn't involve spoilers. Um, it is... A young adult novel uh, that is about an Earth maybe 150 years in the future where we were uh, uh, invaded by aliens and aliens now run the Earth as a colony and humans are sort of second class citizens, not quite. It's Anyway, it is a complicated relationship and... Um, our hero is a 17-year-old kid who is a technologically augmented cop. All right, we're going to have to give a little leeway for how they made a 17-year-old kid into a, a highly trained soldier cop, but whatever. Um, I mean, the Spartans did it. Yeah, it's it's a young adult novel. Um, so th- this, this stuff gets in there. And uh, ultimately, there is... Uh, there's a lot of conflict here, but early on we find out that not only is he uh, is he this soldier cop, but he's 17 years old and his mom is out of the picture. She left when he was very very young, and he lives with his dad, who happens to be the prime liaison. Essentially, he's like the president of North America. He's um, a pretty big mucky muck. He's 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 like king of the world, 
you know, second only to the aliens, as it were. And, and so, um, there's also a bunch of terrorists out there who, who don't like the alien presence and are fighting back against the aliens and trying to, uh, keep Earth for humans only, blah, blah, blah. Uh, at some point, he winds up getting captured by the terrorists. This is, this is where we get into the spoilery part. He winds up being captured by the terrorists early on, though. I mean, we're still at like 15% of the book at this point. And, uh, he winds up getting to meet the leader of the resistance. And the leader, they refer to only by the name Max. And Max Payne! Right. And other than that, we haven't heard anything about it other than the name Max, uh, known for their writings. And as soon as we realize, I realize we're going to meet Max, I realize, oh crap, Max is going to be a woman. It's this, they've been throwing us off with the, the male-sounding name. It's going to be a woman. And, um, oh, hey, sorry, I stole your soda. That's where your soda went. Here's mine over here. <laughs> sorry about that. You want the fresh one? You want the fresh one? You can have the fresh one. You're anyway, a monster. Anyway, turns out, I'm like, oh, God, Max is going to be a woman. And then just before she shows up, I'm like, oh, wait. Shit, Max is going to be his mom. Duh. Right. And sure enough, Max shows up, and it is his mom. And like, when she actually does the reveal, and and it turns out that yeah, his his dad is the ruler of the nation, and his mom is the leader of the rebels. I'm like, did they Wait. just how to train your dragon to me? No, even is that even worse. It's CVS and Walgreens, right? <laughs> okay, so so. At that point, I was prepared to really dislike the rest of this novel. I mean, like, the writing's been good. The world is really well-developed. It's awesome. Uh, but, oh my god, seriously, you're just taking the plot from How to Train Your Dragon 2? Is that really where this is going? Uh, and then it turns out that it's not. And, like I said, that was at, you know, the 20% mark by the time we get this reveal. Uh, and then the rest of the novel is really good. I mean, the whole thing is really good. You just have to overlook this little kind of trite, uh, overly convenient piece of it, because it's a young adult novel, that's what you do. Uh, but other than that piece, I thought this thing was brilliant. It is um, it is really a comment on uh, colonialism. It's a comment on uh, uh, the, the white invasion of the rest of the world, uh, in my opinion. And, uh, and it's really brilliantly done. I, I really enjoyed this. I think she's a great writer. Uh, she's a relatively new writer. I think she only has six books to her credit right now. Uh, there's uh, the Jade Trilogy. I don't know what the Jade Trilogy is. Uh, there's this one, and then its sequel, uh, Crossroads, which I'm assuming this is going to be another trilogy. And then she's got one other book out there. So uh, I'm looking forward to reading a lot more from her because uh, this was fantastic. Uh, so it's Exo by Fonda Lee. And uh, then the other book I read was how to train your dragon to the script i read uh fortunately the milk i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry, I'm sorry. Is, is is that is that the author's name fortunately mm. no the story is called fortunately the milk written by neil gaiman and i picked it up because my friend says that her young son greatly enjoys this book, and it is essentially a kid's book by Neil Gaiman. And the and I like I love Neil Gaiman, and uh, I trust her kid's opinion. 
And so, sure enough, I get this thing from the library. It's an audio book. It took an hour to get through. So I listened to it just today. And it was wonderful. It was really, really wonderful. And I, um, it's a fantasy story, a fantasy sci-fi-ish kind of. But it's basically, Dad, where the hell have you been all morning? Well, let me tell you what happened. All right. And then we launch into, fortunately, The Milk. And it's wonderful. It's, it's Neil Gaiman. And it's well-written and it's beautiful. And you don't need to know anything more than that. I mean, it's an hour. It's an hour out of your time. So, Sarah, go get it. Go get it. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy the crap out of it. It's wonderful. So, there you go. That is the end of my Nerd Pride book report. Uh, Which brings us to Nerd Pride's favorite game show. Seriously? Yeah! All right. That's right. This is Nerd Pride's favorite game show. You know, my friend, John. Where uh, we get uh, some uh, statements from uh, some friends of mine. We'll, we'll, we'll call them John. And uh, it's uh, Mike's job to uh, you know give them advice on their issues. As well as uh, tell me who the character is, who played them, and if applicable, what property are they from. So uh, first off, uh, I've got my... A friend. We'll, we'll call him John. For, for the sake of this bit, let's just call him John. Mm-hmm. And he's been persecuted his whole life. He He's gay. Okay. And he has decided to join a group of people that he really believes in the cause of. It's it's this whole eat the rich thing. Okay. But he feels that it is still wrong to be breaking the law in such a way. With his uh with his leader and his uh band of boys. Mhm. So his question is should he feel morally upset to be breaking the law, even though that's the whole point of the movement? Okay. In the event of injustice, you should, you weigh the consequences. You are free to do whatever you want, and suffer the consequences for that action. So, if you understand that you are breaking the law, but you're doing it for a what you believe is a nobler purpose, and you break the law in order to gain whatever attention, in order to to make a statement uh, about your your beliefs, your cause, your movement, and you are then willing to suffer the consequences of that. Uh, Realizing how it's going to affect you, potentially your job, your family, your future. Uh, that's a choice you can make. And and for some people, I, I find that very, very noble. Uh, some people, I feel it's kind of, you know, pointless and futile and they're throwing their lives away for something that isn't going to make a difference. But for, mm-hmm. um, but for a lot of people, 
you know, it, it's it's on a case by case basis, and you have to make that judgment for yourself. And uh, and yeah, there are some causes that are worth that. There are some causes worth risking your life for. Um, but it it's tough. Um, I can give you a hint if you want it. Oh, I desperately need a hint. Okay, uh, he is a big, hairy gay man. A big, hairy gay man. Yes. Well, I knew he was gay, so big and hairy. Uh, nope, you're going to have to give it to me. Uh, it's Little John the Bear from Robin Hood. Oh. Okay. Is Little John gay? No, I just needed a bear joke in there. Oh, I feel I feel like I've been cheated. However, <laughs> um, yeah. Look, if he's gonna played by Phil Harris, by the way. Yeah, I don't know that. No, no, he's been Robin. Oh, Hood. the bear, the like from the cartoon Robin. Yeah, Hood. got it. I'm sorry, the only Robin Hood. I'm sure. Uh, okay, no, no, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I'll give you that. Uh, okay. He was dancing pretty hard with that chicken, though. I mean, are you <laughs> sure he's gay? It's Go a ahead. beard. It's, <laughs> it's my chicken beard. Uh, Go ahead. Great name for a band. Um, all right. So uh, I've got a I've got a buddy of mine. We'll call him John. And uh, he's been persecuted his whole life. Um, he he is a. Uh, he is uh, a, a black detective. Mm-hmm. And he's... The way he is treated makes him feel like he needs to overcompensate with excessive force sometimes. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, like, you know, bursting through a window with a shotgun when the door works just hmm. fine. I get, I get it. You need, what's his problem? His problem is... How does he kind of pull back from these behaviors when he's been doing them for so long? How, how does he kind of re-revision himself... As to fit a more modern, less violent black movement. Mm-hmm. Okay. God, I just thought of a brilliant John that you could... I, but, I mean, what... You know what? It doesn't help me to think of great Johns that you could use. Because <laughs> how... That, that means nothing, unless we're one day going to flip the tables here. I mean, you, you can give me some great Johns, and then I'll throw it in, like, eight weeks later, and you won't even remember. Yeah. No, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure John Malkovich from being John Malkovich, <laughs> I think I'd pretty much remember all of that. <laughs> well, see, okay, and his problem is, there are people taking tours through his skull, completely out of his own control. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh. My advice is stop it. Well, you don't you don't want to be violent? Then stop being violent. Good lord! I, I mean, if you have anger management issues, go get some help. Maybe maybe you need a little therapy here. But but honestly, uh, you know the world's changed, and the things that were acceptable in in uh, uh, policing, law enforcement. Um, private investigation, whatever it is, um, 
it's changed, and you can change with the times. Maybe, maybe have another actor play you. Ooh, okay, I think you got See, it. Well, let me tell you an unrelated story. Have you seen The Hitman's Bodyguard? I have not seen The Hitman's Bodyguard. Yeah, the Hitman's Bodyguard, for those who don't know, is uh, Samuel L. Jackson plays the Hitman, who is going to be a witness uh, against uh, an evil uh, genocidal dictator. And thus, uh, Ryan Reynolds is a professional security agent who, through some bizarre course of events, is now stuck having to guard the Hitman. So he is the Hitman's bodyguard. There you go. The movie is super funny. Me and Noah and my wife Lisa watched it the other night and had a brilliant time with it. It was great. And there is just one quote in this movie where, like any good buddy cop film, uh, they've gone their own separate ways temporarily. Ryan Reynolds is, is ranting uh, about the, the uh, Hitman character. He's, and as he's ranting drunkenly, he's like, oh my god, no, the man, the man single-handedly has ruined the word motherfucker. Do you know how hard it is to do that? My favorite, my favorite line in the whole film. It was great. Um, god, that should have been my badass movie quote of the week. Damn it, I, I decided to reinstate, anyway, we'll see that later. Um, okay, so anyway, my guess is that this is uh, John Shaft. Yes, it is. Um, from the movie Shaft. Yes. And... I have both actors written down. <laughs> okay. Did you know there's a third one? I did not know there was a third uh, one. There's a third one. Um, but uh, the original is Richard Roundtree. That is correct. And then the first remake is Sam Jackson. Yes. And then I can't remember the third. Is it... God, it's not Michael B. Jordan, is it? That's the, the hottest young black action star I can think of right off the top of my head. I love Michael B. Jordan. That guy is awesome. Anyway. Okay, there. I get full points on yeah, that one. Yeah, full four points. Good job. All right. Nice. All right. So uh, this, this one's a little darker. So I've got a friend to protect the innocents. We'll call him John. And uh, he recently went to therapy... And they, they tried this whole hypnosis thing on him, and it brought some stuff up. Because, uh, according to him, he was kidnapped as a small child. Under the guise of a whimsical adventure. And brought back the same night. He can't remember anything that happened. But he knows that there were other boys there. Okay, okay. Where he, he thinks he may have been drugged because, I mean, people were flying. There were... But... So the, the, the question is, is there any way that he could find who did this and... And have the correct people arrested? Because he, he feels violated after remembering all this. Yeah. Screw you. I have... Oh, man. Um, okay. 
come to terms with the fact that uh, it was real and you're never going to track anybody down because there's just nothing to know. There's nothing to know. No one would ever believe it. No one will ever believe you. That's what you want to tell victims, right? No one will ever believe mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, I mean, when he was... Is this... Is, go ahead. When, when, when he was flying... Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'll, I'll save the hint for later. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Never mind. I don't need your hint now. Oh, you got it? Yes, because it's one of... One of Wendy's brothers is named John. <laughs> yeah, but... So it would be John... John Darling yes. is the character's name. Hey, from, so hold on. Hold on let's let's roll Peter, back. From is, Peter Pan. No, roll, hold on. Roll back. Is your actual advice to shut the fuck up? No one will believe you? Wait, do I not get a point for that? <laughs> I thought that was my gimme point. I'm going to say I'm not going to give you the point on that one. Damn it. But yes, it is John Darling from Peter Pan. Um, as played by, I don't know. Paul the, Collins. Yeah, I never would have gotten that. <laughs> Just... <laughs> that is seven points. My advice is no one will ever believe you. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. Um, seven points out of 12. Better than 50%. So you're, you're getting better. That's not bad. Not bad. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, well... The next one is uh, is also for you. Uh, is it Roku? No, no, no. Apparently, uh, we need to get the little ones out of the room and make sure they're sitting down for this. Is it a little nerd rage? Nerd rage came flashing back, and I just looked at him and went, Rrr! Yes, you heard the man. It's nerd rage. Uh, okay, dead naming. I, I, you just go ahead and do this. All right, so... 30 years ago, a game called Mario Land 2 released. Mm-hmm. Do you remember who the recurring villain of that game was? No. A uh, a pink being that fired eggs from their mouth? Birdo? How dare you? Because in the official, like, game guide book for... That's not Birdo? Please read this uh, entry aloud from the official game guidebook that came with the game. Oh, wow. Uh, hold, hold on. Okay. So this is the actual description of, of uh, Birdo from... Birdetta. Well, it says Birdo at the I top. Know. That's the title. Birdo. He thinks he's a girl and spits eggs from his mouth. He'd rather be called Birdetta. But they call him Birdo. Birdetta is a trans icon, and we have been dead naming her for 30 years. You're right. Like, I honestly think that Nintendo needs to, uh... Apologize to Birdetta? Apologize and actually change her official name in future games. Okay. Because, I mean, when when I found this out, I had to do research. I'm like... There is no way. But yeah, no. 30 years ago, in Mario 2, they created a trans character without even realizing it. Because back then, I'll guarantee you, it was what would now be considered a transphobic joke. Mm -hmm. 
But since that's official canon lore, they're just a trans woman. Yes. And also, uh, other entries will tell you that uh, physically, Birdo does not have... Sorry, Birdetta. It takes some getting used to. Uh, they do not have physical gender. Mm-hmm. So, you guys called her Birdo. That's all you. If you would have asked her, she would have said from the very beginning her name is Birdetta. Because she has no physical gender. So she called herself Birdetta. And you said, Nintendo, you said no. Your name's Birdo. Yeah, look, that's, and that's everyone... great, but we need a dude here. So from now on, we're just calling you Birdo. That works. Well, even still, everyone still thought Birdetta was a girl. Yes. Because she's pink and has a bow in her hair. Well, right. not hair, but a bow on her head. Yeah, but... Her, so they her just assumed... Her name is Birdetta. Get it right. Weird. What an odd joke to put in. Mm-hmm. To put in a, a character that that uh, presents strongly as female with the female signaling for the time of pink and bow on its head, etc., etc. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're saying that... This this person's skin color directly correlates to their gender identity? No, the color palette choices of the graphic designer indicate femininity. Can, 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 okay, hold on. Can you just play with me in this space here? No. Like, I've, I've no, set up this space here. Well, can you just... Because pl- playing in this context, it, it, it requires me to be the transphobic bad guy. <laughs> and I don't want to be the transphobic bad guy. So... Yeah, that is fair. Maybe if you have a podcast with Ryan, he could be the transphobic bad guy. <laughs> Every episode. <laughs> Just keep tricking him into it. Oh my god. Let me... Ryan, don't listen to this episode. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's where that warning needs to go. <laughs> that was good. Um, no, but you're absolutely right. Uh, it was it was a lame joke that they took this this character that they presented as graphically giving all the signs of being a female character, the traditional signs of being a female character. But then in just the rule book, where it makes no difference at all mm-hmm. to gameplay, in just the rule book, they say, yeah, but it's really a dude. It's a guy in a dress. And then we all laugh uproariously. Ooh. I'm sorry. Did Monty Python just walk in? Exactly my point. But uh, that, that, that should cover it for Birdetta. Now it's actually the second portion of my nerd rage. Oh, okay. Go ahead. It's about our theme song. What about our theme song? I mean, you're in there. Noah's in there. Eli's in there. Yeah? I'm your co-host, man. Have I not said funny lines that deserve to be in the opening? Got it. Okay. That's that's <laughs> the one I'm using. I'm your co-host, man. That's it. <laughs> it's a done deal. I'll put that in. I'll put it in for this episode, in fact. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. You bet. <laughs> um, that's pretty good. All right. Um, that, that now leads us to uh, 
Oh, hey, another segment for you. Oh. And now for something completely different. That's right. It's time for something completely different, just something we don't have a, a, a regular segment for yet. In this case, uh, apparently Aiden has a movie pitch. Okay. Time travel. D- tried and true and overly done. Yes. What I need is a time travel movie where someone invents a time machine to change something in the past. It doesn't matter what. For example, let's say that he goes back and kills Hitler. Sure. Now, when he gets back to his time, things are wildly different from even before Hitler died. Because the butterfly effect coincidentally caused someone to invent time travel before him. And they went back and changed something before he went back. Oh. Nice. So it's this whole, like, backwards butterfly effect. Okay. When you first said time travel... What I want to see is, all right, those were your words, and then I sat here thinking, all right, let me wait for him to give his pitch, and then I will tell him which movies do that. Right. Nope, you beat me. That's, you got me It's on a that good one. idea. It's a great idea. So then, is it a, so I guess then, can he then... Realizing what's happening, can he then time travel to back before all of that in order to change things back? And right. Then give well, us a give us a hard reset that somehow stops anyone from ever inventing yes. time travel. Yes, I'm. I'm assuming this all ends with him realizing that some way, somehow, he can time travel back to the beginning of the universe, and his presence there changes the laws of physics, making time travel impossible. Nice. Interesting. Sacrificing himself in the process, of course. Um, obviously. Wow. All right. No, that's a pretty good idea, though. Wow. All right. I, I got to stop thinking about it. Um, <laughs> that's a great one, though. All right. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Roku. Because, you know, we, we watch all of our streaming TV on Roku devices. And, uh, oh, this is a segment for Aiden. Oh, is it my podcast this week? And uh, Aiden came in with one segment when we were setting up. One. That was it. He had just, he had, he had texted me dead naming Burdetta and said, just add that to the list. And I said, that's all you got? He said, that's all I got. And then I remembered stuff. And so slowly. And now I have four segments. Slowly, he's been dominating my podcast. My podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I'm sorry, this is communism. Our podcast. Why can't I exclude him from this? <laughs> so <laughs> The fans won't let you. So anyway, uh, Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham and his new comedy special, Inside. I don't know if you could just feel those air quotes. It is... A brilliant piece of cinematography, and it is devastating. If if you want to watch this, 
you need to be prepared to come out the other side a different person. Because you're going to learn stuff about yourself. It's... I I don't want to give anything away. But, uh... Uh, in 2018, I believe, Bo Burnham announced that he's quitting comedy forever because he was having panic attacks on stage. Well, quitting live comedy. Because he was having panic attacks on stage and wanted to, you know, work on his mental health. And he did, and got way better, to a point where, in January of 2020, he was about to make an announcement that he was going to start touring again. And then the pandemic just knocked him back down into his depression. And then he made Inside. Okay. And it is... It is... Emotionally crippling. Alright. Your brother Jacob told me I need to watch Inside. He didn't tell me anything about it. He said I have to watch it. He said it is dark, it's hard. Yes, absolutely. So, it's on Netflix... Every single song in it absolutely slaps. So I will I will wind up watching it. Yes, you better. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wish I could tell you more, but I don't want to spoil this for anybody. You should go watch it. I'm with you. All right, cool. Uh, next up, hey, Prince, what's on the menu this week? Last time, baby, I eat over your place. All I get uh, is a cup of cold coffee, cocaine, your ugly face, look out. Okay, you know what? No, no, no. I'm going to round back a little bit. How many people are you going to bring back from the dead just so you can have them record a little, like, voice clip for you? Well, <laughs> you you have been using necromancy for years unchecked, and I think that, uh, I think we need to have a little conversation about it. Well, th- look, I was just in Minneapolis, so, uh... In honor of Prince, I figured, you know... <laughs> Raise him up a little bit. Right. You know, the man just doesn't get the, the accolades he deserves. You know, he's like a completely unrecognized genius. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's that's why on our podcast that doesn't get more than 50 listens a week, we uh, ra- rose him from the dead, ignoring all laws of nature. No, 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 no. Actually, uh, his little uh, intro song there of... Uh, of cold coffee and cocaine. Uh, this is actually our segment for eat, drink, and be cheesy, where normally we would be trying out new foods, uh, new drinks, and new cheeses. Uh, in this particular case, it's just going to be some candy oh. because, as I said, we were at Minnesota's largest candy store. So we're going to have a little candy uh, can, right now. Can, can, I, can I use this time of you prepping candy to talk about drinks that I've invented myself? Yeah, sure. Because... I, I I like to mix drinks when I'm with friends, and, you know, they're alcoholic, because we're all adults. And uh, it started with something that I thought I came up with, but it turns out it's just, you know, convergent thinking. Uh, Sprite and apple sours uh, is really, really good. I don't know what it's officially called, I just call it, you know, Luck Potion. Because it's green, like, like the Luck Stat. But, uh, and th- recently I've came up with two more, and, uh, one is half orange juice, half Sprite, with a shot of pineapple mango vodka, and I call that a, uh, uh a Moscow Sunrise. 
Because, you know, vodka and it's orange and... Gotcha. And uh, and then the other one is... Uh, uh, it is orange juice, uh, half orange juice, sorry, one-third orange juice, one-third apple juice, and one-third uh, UV strawberry vodka lemonade. Okay. And uh, I call it a trip to the urologist. Because the 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 UV lemonade is really bright red and doesn't mix in completely. So you just have these clouds of red in this yellow liquid. Ew. So I call it a trip to the urologist. Alright, no, that's pretty good. I'll give you that. Alright. And uh-huh. all of these drinks are delicious. Well, here we go for candy, because again, we were at the at Minnesota's largest candy store, which is phenomenally huge. The thing is gigantic. And it has all sorts of cool stuff. You sound like my girlfriends. (laughs) Because they've also been to Minnesota's largest candy store. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, And we're going to start off with. um, Oh, should we really do this one? This one might. uh, hmm. What's up? Well, anything that might warp our palates, we should probably save till the end. No, I don't think it's going to warp our palate. But here, we're going to try this one. I'm going to skip that one for reasons I'll explain when we're off mic. Uh, we're going to try a candy uh, called... I mean, uh, if you want to pause now and explain. Yeah. And wow, Trevor's going to be pissed. Right? So, uh, oh, anyway, uh, this is the sound of me opening some squinkles. Ah, oh, dude, squinkles? I caught that in Vegas. Uh, Lucas Squinkles. <laughs> oh, the comedian. Yeah, Lucas Squinkles. Uh, and... <laughs> This is a candy from Mexico, and it is described on the packaging as pineapple-flavored hot candy strips with tamarind-flavored filling. Gross. I don't know what tamarind. Sound terrible. I don't know what tamarind is, but this is going to be fruity and spicy. So there you go. Uh, the, it looks like uh, <laughs> just just like Gay Pride in Mexico. It is. Uh, it also, is, ha- Happy Gay Pride Month, everybody! It is a very Unappealing brownish ish. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it, it has a. It smells strongly of fruit and burn. And yeah, and it's like a. It's like a Twizzler kinda, but it's got a filling in it, so where normally you could use your, yeah, your Twizzlers as a straw. It does just smell like grilled fruit. Yeah, that's what it is. This is not an appealing candy in any way, but uh, here goes. All right. You guys like the sound of chewing? That's what we're here for. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Hmm. That pineapple is strong. I I like strong pineapple. Another good band name. No, not my style, man. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. It's... All right. I will give them credit on the burn. This mm-hmm. is the this is the right amount of uh, capsaicin. To, uh, yeah, it's it's just it's just there enough that you know it's there. Yeah, it's not torture, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely just a little heat. My God, and these are squinkles. squinkles. If I want to, you know, buy them from Amazon, I have a second pack. Here you go. Oh shit! You can take both of these home because I'll finish off. Well, this. I, I thought I thought we were gonna save some for Lisa. Oh yeah. So. Well, well, all right. We'll save this one for Lisa in case. Yeah. In case she's willing to try, because it's, it's not terrible. I will take it's that not... extra pack of Squinkles home. You go right ahead, son. Because I really like those. Those yeah, are good. And, 
And then the second candy we're going to try, we got a bunch of these, so we're going to keep bringing this segment back because we got a bunch. Um, the squinkles were pretty much the uh, uh, the most daring candy I went out for because I know there's this, this desire to try things that are off the wall and possibly terrible, but that's not what I'm into. I, I kind of like spending money on candy we, we, I think we, I'll enjoy. We have to have at least one terrible one in there. Right. So uh, this one is Violet Crumble. Ooh. Is this the honeycomb one? It's a candy honeycomb. Ooh. It's the way it shatters that matters, is what it says on the packaging. This is from Australia. Just like my heart. It says, delicious shattering candy honeycomb. All right. All right. From the land down under, they've been enjoying this earth-shattering treat since 1913. All right. All right. So, and it, it is uh, a one inch by one inch cube. Oh, it is, it is hard. Yeah, and it is solid, and it is chocolate coated. So let's right, let's cool. see what it ha- what happens. Oh, oh wow! Mm-hmm. Oh, hmm. Well, crap! I'm sorry. There's none of these left for you to take home. Those are good. Oh my god! Holy cow! I can't. It's it's like just airy enough. Like I can't place the flavor. Mm, no, yeah, it, I mean it's honey. I'm assuming, right? So I mean it's sweet. It's honey. It's, it's pleasant, but, but the texture is incredible. Imagine, imagine if a Butterfinger didn't come in layers, like the way if you've ever bitten into a Butterfinger. I don't know if you've had a Butterfinger. Mm-hmm. Somewhere between a Butterfinger and the inside of a malted milk ball. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere around That's about right around there, but it's very airy and light and. Mm. Man, that's good. Wow. This was a great segment. Was mm. that all we're doing this week? Hmm. Just just these two? Just these two. For now. So, hang on right one minute. We'll be right back. Okay, and the verdict is in. Uh, Lisa tried the squinkles and said, that is nasty. I disagree, but go right. off. And then, she tried the uh, violet crumble, and... On first bite, decided she didn't like the texture, but she was going to bear through it because maybe the flavor would make up for the texture. And then she decided she also didn't like the flavor. So, two thumbs down Which from Lisa. I extremely disagree, but go off. Yeah, I really, I really like those. Um, all right, anyway. Now, now it's time for me to revive an old segment called the Badass Movie Quote of the Week. And... Uh, <laughs> the badass movie quote of the week this week is You made us ditch school, run around with drugs, and lock a cop in a convenience store with what I now increasingly suspect was a dildo. Said by a group of 12 year olds. What is that from? The movie Good Boys. Oh. Have you seen it? Yeah. That was a really funny movie. It, it's certainly a movie. It's a really funny movie. It's certainly a movie. I wish Noah wait, had watched it. Wait, 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 wait. What's the plot? Three 12 year old boys are invited to their first kissing party. Oh, uh, no, the, no, I haven't seen this. Yeah. I'm thinking of something else. And it's, it's, a, it's a Seth Rogen joint. Um, so it's from Seth Rogen and his crew, but it is, you think it's going to be this, this, raunchy for no reason kind of thing can, especially the way the trailers are done can i be honest but hmm. 
Seth Rogen's kind of become like Will Ferrell for me. Mm. Look, I don't care much for a lot of Seth Rogen stuff, um, but uh, I found this movie super funny. I found uh, uh, I found uh, super bad really funny when I first saw it. But I think also these are things where he is not front and center in these. Also, he is he is a writer, a producer. As long as I'm being controversial, the movie Elf is not funny. Oh, no, the movie Elf is not funny. Uh, no, 100%. I don't care how many people quote it, how many people tell me it's a masterpiece. It is not funny, and it is not good. Okay. But, if you touch a squinkle, don't then touch your eye. <laughs> Can I... Are, are we learning in real time? These are these are lessons in real time with Mike. <laughs> okay, I, we're, we're sorry about the levels on that uh, last sentence. By the way, oh my god, you you don't touch it again. Uh, oh god. <laughs> okay, um, hold on. Maybe 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 if I just rub it like I'm putting a contact in. Hold on a second. Is it? <laughs> yeah, right. Let me make sure it's wide open. Okay. Oh god, that was dumb. So dumb. Uh, but uh, your face is so red. <laughs> I believe it. Um, but anyway, uh, I thought Good Boys was a really funny film. Um, yes, there are a lot of jokes that come from the fact that they're twelve, and so they think they understand the world, and yet they kind of don't. Um, so wait, I know if we want to practice kissing, my parents have a CPR dummy in the. In the back. Let me go get that. And it's just obviously a sex doll. Mm-hmm. And so he practices kissing it. Ah, why? Why is there a hair? So yeah, it's okay. And so some of it's just raunchy, dirty, but it's also it's actually kind of sweet and endearing in a lot of uh, hmm. in a lot of it. And uh, I wish Noah had watched. I laughed really regularly through this film, and that is unusual for me for a comedy. That also, I, just, I don't think Step Brothers is funny. Step Brothers is never funny. Oh my god. I, I'm i sorry. It takes a very special Will Ferrell performance for me to think he's funny. I didn't like Anchorman. Nope. Uh, I didn't see Anchorman 2. Nope. I did not... Uh, oh, what's the racing movie he did? Oh, I don't remember. Fucking, the only thing I remember is the, him praying to little baby Jesus. Yeah, so I didn't like that one. I did... I did think Blades of Glory was okay. Blades of Glory was okay. But I think John Heater had a lot to do with uh, saving that from Will Ferrell. Although I think a rewatch is due for us on that one, though. Yeah. But but see, that one had that one had so many talented people that weren't Will Ferrell. Um, so. I mean, the fact that there is a skating move that is so dangerous that the, the <laughs> double lotus... <laughs> has a high chance to decapitate your partner. <laughs> it's pretty pretty funny. So um, he takes a very special Will Ferrell performance, and I don't get how some people would say, "Well, Will Ferrell's one of the funniest people ever." No, 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 he's not. He's not. Will Ferrell yells a lot. Will Ferrell. He is a. He is only one step above Adam Sandler. No, no. Here's here's the thing. Adam Sandler has two or three movies where he turns in brilliant 
controlled performances. Uh, Spanglish is something I've always praised Adam Sandler for. Punch Drunk Love is Mm -hmm. one of the most powerful works I've seen him do. It's great. Whereas Will Ferrell does not have that. So, Mm -hmm. um, I was going to say that, uh, um, I was going to say just before you said Adam Sandler, I was going to say Will Ferrell is like Adam Sandler, but but without the occasional br- glimpse of brilliance. Um, so, anyway. Uh, oh, that's right, because we were doing a badass movie quote of the week. That's where this came from. All right. Uh, you know what? That's it for the uh, meticulously plugged uh, portion wait, of the podcast. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Did, did we really just give the hot take that Adam Sandler is better than Will Ferrell? But yes. Okay, I'm just making sure that you know what's ready for you in your emails after this episode I drops. I don't think... Look, all right, you know what? You know what? If you if you want to sit down and have a serious argument with us that Will Ferrell is a comic genius and that he is, he better is than far superior to Adam Sandler or even marginally better than Adam Sandler, all right? Um, go ahead and bring that discussion because it's all a matter of opinion. And whether you're a huge fan of The Waterboy or you couldn't get enough of kicking and screaming when you were eight years old or whatever your thing is, that's fine. Your opinion's your opinion. I respect that. But but come on. They're both trash and, and uh, Adam Sandler's just a, a slightly better version of trash. All right? Adam we Sandler is trash you're allowed to put salt on. But... But you go ahead, you go ahead and write in and give us your opinions and we will read all of them off on the show because that would be fantastic. I would love that. (laughs) This week's segment, Mike was controversial. And if I don't get any responses, next week's question is going to be, hey, Nerd Pride fans, who's better, Adam Sandler or Will Ferrell? Show your work. So be ready for that. Um, All right, now it's time. For the pod, Omatic. Hot dog. This is the Nerd Pride Radio Pod Omatic. At the end of every cast, we bring out R two and his fully pimped out Pod Omatic bubble, and he rolls up random topics for us to talk about. And where do these topics come from? You ask. Well, that is where all of you loyal listeners come in. You want to hear us, hey, Ron, about something? You send your question or topic to me by email or, really more appropriately, in a private message on my forums. But, you know, you could also uh, mail it to my home or text me or Facebook me or however it is you do things. Uh, but you send in whatever you want and I will add it to my Podomatic list because Podomatic is about whatever you, you want it to be. Phew, and what was that first number there? 90. 90? That seems high. Nine. Have, 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 have you had anything to smoke, Mr. 90? 90? That can't be real. So random. Okay. 90 is from Kyle. And Kyle well, hi, says, I've posted on your website that an adult over 40 would recognize over a dozen hits by Hall & Oates. A dozen! Two questions. How awesome were they in comparison to DM Darks? Alright, Hall & Oates really were the shit back in the eighties ish. Mm-hmm. Um and they were great. Hollow Notes had a couple of hits that I loved, a bunch of hits that I recognized and they were all on the top forty. Uh they were never my favorite band ever. So um several- I think I, I think DM Dark still has it though. Yeah, so I'm saying 
they're an order of magnitude less awesome than DM Darks, which is still pretty awesome, but... Because DM Darks is my favorite band. <laughs> yes. That's it. He's my favorite duo. Um, so, uh, two, without cheating, how many Hollow Notes hits can you remember? Uh, bridge, oh, bridge, no, oh, no, 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 you're, I mean, you're uh, Simon and Garfunkel. I mean, so, so, they're the same thing. It is, in a lot of ways, um, well, that's... Also, you could have let me complete my joke. <laughs> which is, which is why, um... Uh, Oats and Garfunkel. Garfunkel and Oats, yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, but, uh, okay, how many hits... By Hollow Notes, can I name? Whoa, here she comes. Yeah, Maneater is the one that Whoa, everyone... Watch out, boy. She'll chew you up. Everyone gets that one right away. And Rich Girl. The song's problematic. And then... Oh, come on. Maneater, Rich Girl, that's it. That's what I have off the top of my it, head. Had I known Rich Girl was... I I, I would have had it, but... um. Also, come on. That That was a good joke. It was. It was. And I'm glad you came up with Maneater to prove that you really were kidding when you yes. said Simon and Garfunkel. Um, I was I was trying to protect you there. but um, I knew what I was doing. But, oh, oh, yeah. Here's the list of songs of his that people would recognize. So I am going to not even bother to pause this while I just copy-paste into a new window. And it looks like it's a link to my forum, I think. But let me look. Hold on, boy. Hit enter. Oh, no. Okay. No. Damn it. Go for it. Oh, he gave me a link. That doesn't help me. He gave you a link to what? Well, it's not a... You know what, Kyle? You've made this way too much work for me. All you did was copy the view topic portion that was the end of something or other. So, uh, I'm going to have to say list of hall... And Oats hits. I'm sure it was a Rickroll. Oh, it might have been. Okay, She's Gone. Yep. Uh, from Abandoned Luncheonette. Maneater. Out of Touch. You Make My Dreams Come True. Rich Girl. I can't. Oh, I can't go for that. Good Lord. One on One. Private Eyes. They're watching you. They see your every move. Uh, okay, a cover of You've Lost That Loving Feeling. Right, now we're into stuff that I don't recognize as much. Uh, but yeah, immediately right there was, uh, was uh, you know, eight or ten of them. Uh, just straight off the top of the Google list. So, pretty good. Alright. Uh, there we go. It's going to have to be the last 44. one. We're already running long. And uh, I wanted to go short today. <laughs> 44. Aren't you always short? This one's from Kyle. Well, hey, Kyle. Kyle says, how am I supposed to answer when someone asks me, quote, does the Pope shit in the woods, end quote. Like, I get it. It's a joke, but we've had Popes for a long time. I'm sure some of them have shit in the woods. And frankly, no. I'm not sure the current Pope hasn't shit in the woods in his younger days. So so I, do I say yes, probably? No. Or do I ask for clarification as to which Pope they're talking no, no, about? No, 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 no. The exact correct response is... Does the Pope shit in the woods? Did you not see the news? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you win. All right, that's good. All right, we are moving on to a third one. Apparently. 21. This question can drink. Um, nope, we did that last time. I forgot to erase the list last time. We're going to have to roll again. 
69. Nice. nice. Oh, yeah, you know what? 69 has replaced 69, dudes. Ah, oh, now it's just nice. Yeah, I mean, short, sweet, to the point. I should move away from the microphone. I am this sorry is from for your Le- This is from Lisa. Lisa says, Hey, Lisa. How many second graders do you think you could fight off before you became overwhelmed? Okay. I think it is... Okay. Let's, let's, let's get some logistics in here. Are we talking about, like, second graders all at once, or is it, like, gladiator-style one second grader after another? Because I don't think uh, if it's one after another, I don't think overwhelmed is the right term. I think it's how many second graders can I fight before I become exhausted. Right. Because I can fight, in a straight line, infinite second graders, given that I have infinite energy. All right, but you don't have infinite energy. I'm telling you that after, uh, like, now, okay, I'm I'm fat and out of shape. And so there there are times when, you know, like, throwing a ball for the dog. Uh-huh. And I'm pitching that thing as hard as I can because I want to see, you know, see the dog really race after it. And, you know, there's been times that after, like, eight, I'm like, uh, you know what, dog? Maybe it's time for me to take a break. All right. So, now, what's, so what's, if I was fighting them all in a line, oh, I'd get quite a ways through them. Mm-hmm. But okay, do they know they're going to fight me, or am I dropped into like an elementary school battle royale style? Because at that point, I think I could be scary enough that I wouldn't have to fight more than one at once. No, we're saying I, I, I think I think it'd just become a game. We're of saying every week, everyone in this situation is gearing up for a fight. Okay. And they are going to zombie-style, bloodthirsty, take you down with whatever means are necessary. I think that I would cap out at seven second graders. That is really about right. Because I, I know that I could hold off for a while because second graders are just small enough that you can grab them by their upper arms and swing them at other second graders. Yeah, yeah. But then eventually you're going to get one on your back, and then while you're trying to get that one off your back, they're going to get your front, and then kind of just drag you down and start kicking. Okay, some of it depends on the venue as well. Right. Like, I always picture this... I'm I'm assuming a sandy, like, gladiatory arena. I'm always assuming that I start in the middle of the elementary school gymnasium, and they just start flooding in. If we are in any kind of building, then I could probably take on, you know... I, I could easily double my number. Yeah. Because put your back to a wall, start grabbing them by their forearms, and slamming them against a wall. Right. But, you I mean, you have to be hitting them with each other. No, 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 no. Each second grader, you only need to give one good full force slam against a wall, and they're out of commission. Okay. But while you're slamming one against a wall, there are... Nine more that can reach you and hurt you. Right, but you've effectively cut the angles that they can attack you from in half with your back to a wall. True. But what happens when they start pinching and biting and hurting? I mean, it's not... Now... It's not going to be pleasant. Okay, you're right. Is it a fight to the death? It is for them. Right, okay. It, do I get to fight till I die or just till I'm defeated? Oh. Till you die. 
Okay, then I can take on a lot more second graders because I am pretty confident in the fact that a second grader cannot kill me. But, but... They would not have the know-how to, like, gouge my eyes out with their thumbs. Okay. So, I think... You're right, it's gotta be till you're defeated. (laughs) Alright, how many do you think you could take out? How many do you think you could incapacitate before you were incapacitated? I mean, okay, the only way that they could effectively do that is by, like, kicking me or punching me in the head... They're second graders. Yeah? I think, according to the rules of this fight, I'm an immortal god and there's nothing they can do to stop me. I don't believe that. Because eventually, eventually they will figure out how well biting works. And they'll draw blood. Right. Eventually someone will accidentally gouge your eyes out. Okay, they bite me once, I punch them in the nose. Okay, but the next one comes up. I am a god of war and sex, and there is nothing you can do to stop me. That was a quote from Belkar. Oh, no, no, he is the sexy, shoeless god of war. That's it, sorry. Yeah, don't don't be the god of sex among a bunch of second graders. That was I really have had way more sex than any second grader. <laughs> okay, so... I, you know what, I, boy, yeah, it really depends on how you frame this question. I don't uh-huh. have a good way to go with it. Could you imagine, like, like, you never go down, so you have to, like, go to work and, like, to the bank with, like, a gaggle of second graders, like, trying to kick your knees out? I mean, if it's an unlimited number of second graders. Where are we keeping these second graders? Um, are they just spawning as I defeat them? Well, is it a Hydra? Every time I kill a second grader, two more take its place. Like, like, are we going to assume that by that you're never going to get through a thousand of them? I don't think. I think I would get too bored before I hit a thousand. Bored? I think you're going to be in pain. I think you're going to be in terrible, awful pain. Yeah, but I mean, like. Eventually, I, I like, you can't sleep while second graders are kicking you in the face. Well, look, so eventually, you, eventually, you could just die of sleep deprivation. One of them is going to inform all the others that it's most effective to hit you in the nuts. But eventually, I won't have nuts to kick. And then, who's who's really won? No matter what happens, me because I'm still taking out second graders. <laughs> um, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess. That. All right. Here. All right. What's the magic number that. If X number of second graders are released at you all at once. Yes. You are going to defeat them and you're going to walk out that door. If X plus one second graders are released at you, they're going to take you down and you may do some serious damage, but you're probably not getting out of this room. I am gonna say it, it, it's a spectrum because ten. I'm pretty sure I could walk out of the room. Right. Ten. Eleven. I'm confident at that. Eleven. I feel like I could be pr- maybe right. injured. Twelve. You're getting up there. Thirteen. I'm pretty sure if they knew my weak points could kill me. Right. Here's yeah. Here's here's my thought is yeah. Ten. Ten. I'm pretty sure I can take ten second graders. It's gonna suck, but right. I can do it. 20, I know I can't. Right. 
So somewhere in somewhere in the ten to twenty range. There, there, there is the second grader that broke the camel's back. But it also look uh, maybe there, maybe there's some tactics we're just not thinking of here. Right. So let's say that I've had time to prep and I have traps set up like a punji pit. <laughs> okay, look, if you're going to Batman this thing, if you're going to Kevin McAllister all of this, then yes. I don't think Batman or Kevin McAllister have ever implemented the war crime of a punji pit. I'm pretty sure Kevin McAllister had it in his blueprints. I, I'm sure he <laughs> has a little what? notebook there. Knowing Kevin McAllister, he probably had a punji pit planned. Ah, okay, that was a good way to end that. Oh, and now it's time Friggin for Glados. Some some landmines. Glados to give us a recap of this week's episode. Do I get a sword? So far. Remember when the platform was sliding into the fire pit and I said goodbye, and you were like, No way. And then I was all, we pretended we were going to murder you. That was great. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Nerd Pride Radio. The opening closing theme is Death Metal Disco by Ian Cronk, as performed by Black Dove um, Underground. Underground? Underground. Yes. Uh, they are eclectic. Uh, my bumper music this week was uh, uh, They Might Be Giants, Birdhouse, and Your Soul. Yes. Um, uh, Black Coffee and Cocaine by Prince. Uh, did we do any others? I don't think so. We had to have, right? No, no. It's Nerd Pride Book Report. Nerd Rage. Something completely different. Rope. Prince. Yeah, no, that was it. Just those two. Weird. Uh, all the songs I use are available on a variety of music services. You should check them out, listen to them, buy them, enjoy them. Wouldn't put them on a podcast if I didn't love them. Trying to help out Nerd Pride, subscribe to this podcast from whatever podcatcher you use, and then write us whatever kind of review we want as long as it has five stars on it, because that is what makes the difference to the algorithm. But if you want to do something super nice, seriously, recommend this I mean, podcast I mean, to your that's, friends. That's 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 when my environmentalist friend play, plays the drums. He's got that algorithm. If you're enjoying it, and at this point, I'm pretty sure you aren't. Sorry. <laughs> He's not coming back. If you're enjoying it, you oh, can spread the word. Oh, I'm sorry. Algorithm was the was my was the last straw. That that was my breaking point. Um, spread the word and let other people enjoy it. Word of mouth is my bread and butter, people. Uh, Your oh, battery is running. Away. Hey, somehow we're not plugged in. That's weird. Uh, remember, I am always looking for you listeners to do my work for me. So don't forget to. Uh, hold on, I I can't I can't go on I can't go on I have to I have to plug this thing in before it dies. That's better. Always looking for you listeners to do my work for me. Uh, so don't wait, forget to send questions on, and topics wait, for the automatic. Wait, wait, wait. Let me know if you wait. want to be included in listener betrayal. No, go ahead and do what you want to do. If you have a really interesting nerd fact about like, upcoming episode number, send to, it to me. Need to kill Save the me all second that gr- grueling research. You you wouldn't even need to kill them. Yeah. All you have to do is make them cry because if they're crying, they're not fighting you anymore. Zombie like fanaticism, dude. Okay, what cult leader is going to? inspire these second graders to that level to to withstand the pain of a second grader getting punched in the face me. or or me taking their arm over my knee no second okay, grader okay, is okay. Gonna... how about this i am a ruthless second grader killing machine how about kindergartners who've all been given the Nazi version of the super soldier serum. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold on. Like The one that Red Skull took that made him 
Right, right. Do they all have red skull faces? Yes. That's, okay, A, terrifying. (laughs) And B, probably I could take on maybe one. Because with a super soldier serum, I'm pretty sure a kindergartner could take me out. I mean, yeah, is it like, is it like... Is it like when you, you come across that little chimp that has chimp strength and can tear your arm off? Is that the equivalent? I mean, have, have you not or seen those, those, those kids who, like, have been working out? Yeah, but there are some buff children out there. I need, I guess I need some more uh, details on exactly uh, how effective the Super Soldier Serum is. I think the comics are inconsistent at uh-huh. best. Stupid comics. I don't think that you could inspire second graders to ignore pain. My contact information, Mike at NerdPrideRadio.com, at NerdPrideRadio on some social medias that I'm not going to check. But to be completely honest, the very best way to talk to Fuck, they can't even spell. Sign up for my forum at NerdPrideRadio.com slash babble. You sign up there, you send me a message. We will hang out together and become best friends in the world. We'll We'll have have fun. fun. And they won't even comprehend that their life's in danger, so they're not really fighting. Fighting for their own self-worth. They... They, they can't even comprehend the concept of death. They don't understand what's on the line. And now it's time for Listener Betrayal. Before we start recording, we send out questions to our uh, most loyal listeners, and whatever they reply to us during the course of our recording of the podcast, we will read off at the end, which is what I we're doing. I have 15 responses. Right now. Uh, I have nine, but they're of higher quality. The more I think about it, the more second graders I think I could take out. I sent out to my people and said, hey, Nerd Pride is my jam. Aiden and I are recording. Give me a dad joke that you find funny, and or just ask us questions. All right, wait, 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 wait. Whatever makes you happy. So, so I don't start this fight with any weapons, right? All right, look, if it was a, hey, second graders start flooding into your apartment, how many do you think you could take out in, before you... In my apartment. Right. I have swords in my apartment. I know. That's why but, I said that. But, but what I'm saying is, let, let's say it's the gymnasium scenario. Yes. And you have you have a yellow tracksuit and uh, a katana. No, 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 no. I, I don't start with any weapons. Right. I could conceivably break a second grader's arm bad enough to expose bone. Now I just gotta pull that bone out and I've got a club. Yep, okay. Who's. I am swinging an arm at these kids and they wanna fight me still? Alright, first off, separating bone from bone, tearing ligaments and muscle and all of that. That's not easy to do on a damn chicken that's been cooked, much less a recently slain, or maybe not even quite dead yet, second grader. You're not getting it done. Yeah, but you don't put both your feet on a chicken and rip the bone upward. I think it'd be easier than you think. That's that's actually how I do chicken. (laughs) Alright, can we proceed now? Because I said... Give me a okay. dad joke. How, how many how many second graders do you think you can hit with a bone before the bone breaks? Because then am I going to need f- a new bone club? My first response... Well, there would be plenty of them around. <laughs> my first response came from Pat. And Pat said, If you're wearing a cowboy costume, are you ranch dressing? 
That's his dad joke. Huh? Now I got it. I hungry. I'm dead. Exactly. Uh, so your grandmother yeah. sent a response. Really? And she said, why do mermaids wear seashells? Why? They outgrew the bee shells. Oh, 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 oh. There you go, Nana. You got a laugh out of Aiden. That That's actually his sincerest hey, laugh. Speaking of boobies. Yeah. I started speaking of boobies and my grandmother. I started watching Love, Death, and Robots again with a friend. Yeah. There is a lot more nudity than I remember. Yes. Yes, there is. But it's fantastic yes, as, so as entertainment. That uh, I don't remember most of the nudity, but I do remember... Uh, um, we have watched six episodes so far, and five of them have had nudity. Really? You start from season one? Yes. Oh, okay. Because uh, my friend has not seen... Because season two, I think, out of the eight episodes, I think only one of them says potential nudity, and it may just be ass. I don't remember. But yeah, I, but yeah, uh, we're she ha- she hasn't seen <laughs> season one, so... Okay. Uh, this, is, this is from uh, a listener named uh, Talvin, and Talvin says... Which bear is the most condescending? A panda. Okay. Uh, he also says, what kind of noise does a witch's broom make? Oh, I ruined it. So what sort of noise does a witch's vehicle make? Broom, broom. You're not, okay, you don't appreciate Talvin? All right, well, let's try this. Uh, you know this one. What's brown and sticky? A stick. A stick. Uh, two guys walked into a bar, but the third one ducked. Oh, okay, I, yeah. Uh, how do you get a country girl's attention? A tractor. See? See? You wanted to laugh? I saw it. Why are elevator jokes so classic and so good? Because they work on so many levels. And what do you call a pudgy psychic? A fortune teller. Oh, all right, there you go. That's look, Talvin. Look, so... Who is a dad? Thus, he has a whole ready collection of these. A psychic dwarf escapes prison, and the call goes out that there's a small medium at large. I love that one. All right. Uh, your brother Noah said, Me! I was your best joke, Dad! Oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Have you seen him? He's pretty funny. <laughs> funny looking. All right, Jacob... Oh, boy. Whenever any of my friends get really sad, I offer for them to color in my black and white tattoos. Hmm. Sometimes, oh, sometimes you just need a shoulder to crayon. Oh, <laughs> I'm so confused. I keep asking people what LGBTQ means. No one can give me a straight answer. <laughs> All right. I asked my German friend if he knew the square root of 81. He said no. That one's good. And whenever you spank Dwayne Johnson, you've officially hit rock bottom. Oh! There you go. All right. Oh, wait. Hold on. There's more. It's Kaz. Oh, hey, Kaz. Kaz says, game question. What do you think of building survival games like Minecraft? Uh, Love them. Love them. I've had to find simpler, more forgiving games like Slime Rancher and Astroneer to scratch that itch. I just... I, I like to just do Minecraft on creative mode, and then it's just me playing with Legos. I mean, honestly, I mean, people do just call it the Lego game. Yeah, I don't. I don't ever go in and just do 
um, whatever God mode it is that allows you to just have whatever you want all the time. That's creative. Is that creative? Yes. Oh, no, then never mind. I don't do creative. I do, um, I do the regular game, but survival. I turn off. I, well, okay, except I turn off all the. Yeah, survival on peaceful. Right. There you go. Which, when I'm first starting out, I also play on peaceful because I don't want my house blown up. Right. Well, I, I just, I just have no urge to. Right. I could be. I building, have no urge to fight anybody. I could be in creative and building these massive structures, but like you get so much more satisfaction. From yeah. collecting these materials yourself to a point where on a server that I was on with a bunch of my friends, I built a massive statue of my avatar to the build limit to a point where you could be 60 chunks away and there's Aiden yeah, yeah, towering look, over the world. I went in and I built bridges from mountaintop to mountaintop. I, I constructed my own volcano from scratch. Uh-huh. I... I put a moon in the sky, because um, <laughs> I liked it. You realize Minecraft already has a moon, right? Not my version. This was a while ago. <laughs> well, I mean, mine does now. <laughs> you so, should get back into Minecraft. I should, but, you know, uh, again, something happened. I lost my save. My data disappeared it, 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 with the computer. Trust me, you don't want your save. And... Well, no, no, and so it was demoralizing because, well, all my stuff's gone, now I right. have to start over. Well, we have to do that every time we update the game, so. Wow. Because it, it, the way the way me and my friends play Minecraft is we explore a lot of chunks, uh-huh. which is how the game loads area. Right. And so when the game updates, uh, to get any of the update materials, you have to go find unexplored chunks. Oh, I gotcha. So it's easier just to have another world. Right, because bees didn't exist in that chunk. So right. therefore, gotcha. Right, and amethyst doesn't exist in any of the nearest 100 chunks. Okay, I follow you. Alright, um, anyway. So, yeah, the game is so much different now, and I would recommend you get back into it. I might. Um, Alright, this one came from uh, from Popo. Well, hey, Popo. Popo says, Dad bought an air conditioner from Sears because they had a lifetime warranty. A week later, the AC broke down, so Sears sent two guys out to his house and killed him. <laughs> I didn't know where that was going either, but that's pretty good. Popo, by the way. Popo, you just won. Unless Kyle can do something really spectacular in the next I'm post. I'm stealing that. <laughs> yeah, unless Kyle can uh, whip out something, something fantastic here. Um, and Kyle says, I just spent a boys fishing weekend. It was awesome. Oh, this isn't a, this isn't a dad joke. Oh. I just spent a boys fishing weekend. It was awesome. Describe your last boys night. Aiden, I'll let you do it. Define boys night. Hanging out with the guys, doing whatever. Uh, I do that about three times a week. Yeah, I was going to say. We hang out, because, I mean, a lot of our... A lot of my friends, we all live in the same building, so mm-hmm. it's not hard to meet up. But uh, the, the last real boys' night we had was back before Dom moved away. Uh, we had a going-away party for him in April. That was also Sam and my friend John's birthday parties. And we were there, we did a level 20 D&D one-off, we played board games, we drank... It was a good old time. Nice. 
I can't think of the last time I've had a boys' night of that sort of thing. It's, um, it's rare. It's rare that I do anything that excludes girls from it. I mean, intentionally or otherwise. Every hey, once in a while, a girl can be part of the boys. I understand what you're saying, but in general, I mean, like we do all sorts of stuff, but it's never, um, never quite in that context. I mean. The last time, the last time I did anything that was a males-only sort of event was probably a time when, uh, uh, when maybe Lisa was out of town or she was with her. She was going out and doing something with friends, and so we'd all go out to a movie or we all go hang out and or D and D because women aren't allowed. Yeah, no, that's true because there's no girls allowed in D and D, obviously. Uh, even though I have several campaigns with women. <laughs> So, well, yeah, duh. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Hey, what do you got? Uh, I got a bunch of shit. Uh, okay, let's let's note that I only had nine, but uh, Talvin gave like six responses, and uh, yeah, I've, I've got I've got a few here. Jacob gave like three, so uh, so, so technically, technically, I have forty eight responses. I sent out a Howdy Platinum Universe. My dad and I are recording today. If you'd like to say something or have us read anything, now is your chance. We read anything you send us. Seriously, anything you type will be read off. This week's question, quick, we're running out of jobs. We need to invent new ones. And uh, the first one comes to us from uh, Isaiah. And Isaiah says, cheese analyst. Nice. Good response. What, oh, by, by the way, by the way, before before we go on. Uh, my initial, my initial gut reaction to this was I was going to send uh, uh, human traffic cone because I was going to say, you know, why why would we waste resources? You, you do realize that the that the it's now legal to run over peaceful protesters, right? Right. Well, I was going to make a point about why why are we wasting all this money and resources making traffic cones when we could just pay people a pittance to stand out there because they're expendable anyway. And then I was going to make a whole commentary. And then after I typed like the first like four lines of it, I'm like, okay, but I'm not going to get to the end of this. So I backed up. So, uh, also he says, by the way, Gura is playing the Henry Stickman collection at seven. Thank you for that. I will uh, watch when I am done recording this podcast. Excellent. All right. Uh, the next one comes to us from, uh, Mike. Oh, Hey, all right. Uh, he says, uh, Locaine powder test. No, no, it's Iocane. Oh, Iocane powder taster. Yeah. Because first you'd have to build up an immunity to Iocane powder. Well, and then you'd have to learn to detect it by taste or smell. It, but it's tasteless, odorless. Right. Dissolves easily in liquid. I know. It's a tough job. But it would be a highly skilled job. Uh, the next one comes from TM Darks. Uh, he says... A dedicated team of fact-checkers for every politician mm. uh, assigned to them and made from uh, the member of the opposite party. Uh, I think it's members mm-hmm. of the opposite party. That would be cool. Mm. And, and don't tell me that's not that's not news as they don't exist yet. Oh, yeah, look. The problem is if you make them fact checkers drawn from the opposite party, uh-huh. then both sides then have the 
it's it's no longer fact checking; it's just rebuttal. Yep. And now now you've just given both sides. You've invented Congress. Every every issue now is automatically both sides because every time anyone says anything, their team of of uh, of opposite side of the aisle fact checkers now get to come in and and quote unquote fact check and then just say whatever they want about how your point are lies or doesn't take into the into account this context or whatever whatever um uh the next one comes to us from noah noah says a job inventor yeah get back to work <laughs> I, I i do not hire you to come up with with a job inventor it's your job to invent jobs, and I'll get to it. Uh, but, but wait, but you just tasked him with inventing a new job, and now you're saying you expect him to do his work for free? No, I'm paying him to invent jobs. Okay. Uh, their job is self-explanatory. No, 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 he should, he, he should be happy to invent jobs for me, just in exchange for exposure. Oh, their job is self-explanatory. They do random jobs. All while in the vents. Job inventors. Oh, God. That's terrible. That's Noah? Yeah. Noah? That's terrible. You're terrible. Uh, the next one comes to us from Jacob. Uh, uh, he says, I'm just not cool enough to be on the platinum list this time. I accidentally missed one and now I'm shunned? I see how it is. What? what? I I sent you one. Oh, uh-oh. 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 What? Uh-oh. 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 And <laughs> you didn't send him one? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sam says, professional theme musician, you write and record... You write... You write and... You write record player other people's theme songs some people will hire whole orchestras to follow you okay so people just to follow you around and play your theme song for you oh nice okay i'll take that uh, the next one comes to us from kyle kyle says uh what do you call a black guy on the moon an astronaut aiden you call him an astronaut <laughs> Hold on. You talking about his boys' day, his day out fishing? Uh huh. Weird. <laughs> That's not a job. Uh, the next one comes from Jacob. Hey, <laughs> he just sends me an angry panda. <laughs> Look. It's the difference between when I send them all through text, I then have to switch to Messenger to message you because I don't know how far I have to go to find yours in text. And I never message you via text, so it doesn't occur to me. I don't it purposefully exclude you. Uh, he, he intentionally excluded you. How do Hold you like on. it? All right, so... Uh... While he's doing that, uh, all right, I'm going to uh, tell you some embarrassing stories from when uh, from when Aiden was a. Oh, I actually want to hear these. Can I can I, can I finish my automatic here? The problem is I have embarrassing stories, but I never remember which one was which. It was Jacob that we had to 
pay for an emergency room visit for him to fart. Um, you, uh, was oh, it a rock me, in your nose? Uh, no, it? that was still Noah. That was Noah? Or Eli. Yeah, see, uh, I can't remember. Uh, Ryan says, professional job creators. No! What is this, some kind of union? Get back to work! And, uh, that <coughs> is it. But, uh, yeah, you, you keep giving up, uh, some, uh... Oh, that goes from Jacob. Yeah, he sends me angry Jigglypuff. <laughs> don't don't think I'm getting an answer out of him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Hey, Jacob. Jacob, I love you, so, you know, you're batting 500. That's that's pretty damn good in uh, in professional baseball. Uh-huh. So, look, I, 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 I didn't mean to leave you out. I'm sorry. All right. You know what? We've reached the end of this podcast. So, uh, we love you. We appreciate you. We are so glad you came here to join us. And, uh, say goodnight, R2. Uh huh. Yes. And then the other nice. one to say, <laughs> nice. The other one to say goodnight would be Aiden. Good night, everybody. Okay. 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 Uh, if you're back listening to this, uh, we didn't. We we left, but then Aiden was so outraged he had to sit back down again. It turns out that the last episode uh, was Butter Buttonor was Butter Buttonor, and oh, actually, uh, the next one's from Jacob. And so real quick, oh, he do, says, do that uh, one. "My new job is meanie, and you're getting a promotion because of how you've been, tra- how I've been treated on this day." Nice. All right. Anyway, uh, and someone on on the forums. Uh, at nerdpriderradio.com slash babble. Uh, somebody accused me of, said something about this being, having something to do with BTS. And they said, oh my god, wait, are you are you actually discussing BTS in this podcast? Is this just a trick to make me listen? Is that what this is? And then someone else backed her up on that and said, oh yeah, great. Now, now okay, anytime... I, in- I spell it correctly, and when you Google butter button or... The first result is episode 316 of Nerd Bride Radio. See? And so someone else backed her up and said, yeah, now, now anytime anyone Googles butter and BTS, this is what's going to come up, isn't it? Yeah, very clever. I'm like, I don't, I don't have any idea why butter buttonor has anything to do with BTS. But Aiden does. I did a little research and turns out that BTS has a song called Butter. Is the whole album called Butter, or is it just the song? It is one song. Butter. Yeah. And uh, that's it. So literally, she saw the word butter, even though it's followed by the word buttonor, and assumed it was a BTS reference, and assumed I'd have any idea what she was talking about. Well, no, that's not true, because when she talks, she doesn't ever assume anyone has any idea what she's talking about. But... um. Crazy talk, people. Crazy. What? BTS doesn't own the word butter. And also, right, calling us clickbait because we put the word butter in an episode title. Oh, it's like butter. Um, that's right. This is coffee talk. I'm just... Give us a call. I'm 555-4444. Yeah. Mike Myers on Saturday Night Live doing this very, very heavy New York accent. See, I, I have been scrolling ever since we started talking. I, I looked up Butter BTS, 
and our podcast has not come up. This was not some kind of shill to get listeners. We don't clickbait. We just made a it, joke it's also, about... It's also possible. It's possible that we just can't take a joke. It's possible that neither one of them was serious. But the a joke would mean that we would get it. Well, well okay, here, that, that's the other part is that... Um, it it was a little baffling because I then asked and said, what does this have to do with anything? And neither one of them would reply. So, um, but that's okay. I'm not really a BTS fan. I've never heard their music at all, really. Uh, but I understand that they're very good and very popular. And apparently, I've just learned, uh, they have a song called Butter. So there you go. Uh, wow. I've reached the end of a Google search. What? And we don't come up even once? Yeah. Oh, how terrible. Hey, you know what I found out about uh, nerdprideradio.com slash babble? What? Uh, a lot of people don't bother to go to nerdprideradio.com slash babble, uh, probably because they don't listen to the credits or they don't listen to the podcast right. at all. And instead, they just go to nerdprideradio.com and then click the forums button. Right. Which have been broken ever since I moved to the new forums. I did not realize Ooh. that they weren't there. And so someone asked my brother, said, hey... Has, has your brother just given up on the website? I mean, you know, I keep checking, but it's just not coming back, is it? And Kyle's like, "What, dude, no. It. Uh, oh, oh, is the button broke? Okay, that's what we figured out. So now I fixed the button, and now I got spammers signing up for the site again. I'm like, God, I went months with no spammers. Couldn't figure out why. Oh, because there, no, there was no link to it. Mm-hmm. So now there is. But anyway, uh, that is the end. So we're out. Bye. Bye.